0: Let us take a minute to bless these flowers together so that you leave with the flower that has been blessed by this entire community. And I'll need your help for this. I will say a sentence or two and then gesture at you and, and ask you to respond with bless these flowers. Infinite spirit of life, we ask your blessing on these flowers, your messengers of friendship and love. May they remind us to devote ourselves to all that is good in this world. Bless these flowers. May we realize that whatever we can do, great or small, the efforts of all of us are needed to do our work in the world. These flowers. May these flowers remind us that we need not think alike or look alike or believe alike in order to love alike. These flowers. Amen. I suspect that many of you know the words of Unitarian minister the Reverend Arthur Graham, but you don't know you know them. Have you heard these before? Each of us is an artist whose task it is to shape life into some semblance of the pattern we dream about. The molding is not of self alone, but of shared tomorrows and for times we shall never see. So let us be about our task. The materials are very precious. perishable. Many of you know those words. Those words speak to what our shared work is as a faith community. And so this homily this morning is directed to all of you but particularly to you all, our newest members. I want you to know when you walk in this tradition with us, you join this collective of artists, of hands and hearts that are committed to shaping the future in such a way that the human spirit can blossom in its full beauty. This is our work. This is the work you join us in. You join a centuries-old story of religious people that have valued freedom and conscience, love and compassion, people who have stayed open to wisdom and truth as it has been revealed to them. You walk in a tradition that claims the only Unitarian king the world has known, King John Sigismund, who bri- briefly ruled as king in 1561 in Transylvania in the far eastern part of the Hungarian kingdom. Did you know that? <laughs> Did you know that? As king, John Sigismund passed a decree of religious toleration. He was fed up with the religious wars he saw all around him that were being fought. And in his kingdom, he declared, You didn't have to follow the religion of the king. You could choose your faith. There were four options. so It wasn't wildly inclusive, but it was, it was a lot better than the current deal. You could choose your faith, he said. You could be Lutheran, you could be Roman Catholic, you could be Calvinist, or you could be Unitarian. You could choose your faith, and your faith would be honored in John Sigismund's kingdom. And this was remarkable. At the time, many people were being burned at the stake for their religious views. But John Sigismund imagined that the human soul might more fully blossom as each individual chose the faith that fit best for them. And to this day, there are about 80,000 Unitarian brothers and sisters living in Transylvania, which is in modern-day Romania. New members, you are joining a tradition in which our early forebearers on the eastern shores of this country declared that what we believe is not as important as how we are together. Covenant, they declared, a promise to welcome and affirm the light in each human heart, to serve the world, to listen to where the spirit of love is moving among us, those promises were more important than any particular belief. New members, you are joining a tradition in which men and women like Ralph Waldo Emerson and Margaret Fuller declared that the Bible was not the only source of wisdom. These transcendentalists declared that religious wisdom could be found in every scripture, in every human heart, in the beauty of the world around us, in flowers. They believed that understanding would lead to further blossoming of the human spirit. New members, you are joining a tradition that has been deeply involved in racial justice for a long time, including many Unitarians and Universalists who were involved in the abolitionist movement. In fact, one of our Boston preachers, Theodore Parker, used to write his sermons with a pistol at his side on the desk. It was 1850, and the Fugitive Slave Law was in effect allowing slave owners to capture and take back former slaves who had escaped. Theodore Parker, along with other ministers and citizens, he formed a committee on vigilance in order to protect free slaves, to stop the Fugitive Slave Law, and to end slavery. Parker hid and protected free slaves in his home and he wrote his sermons with a pistol on his desk to scare off the slave catchers because he knew that as long as the institution of slavery existed, no human heart could fully blossom. New members, you are joining a tradition that created this flower communion ceremony, a ritual that honors and celebrates our differences and unites us as one body. Though Norbert Chopek died in the death camps at the hands of the Nazis, this ritual lives on. This ritual reminds us that there is a spirit alive in the world over which death has no dominion, a light which no darkness can extinguish. This ritual reminds us that our souls will surely blossom as long as we continue to shape life into some semblance of the pattern we dream about. New members and beloved congregation, this is the vision of our faith tradition, of this faith community. We want to build the beloved community in this world, not some other world. We want every soul who walks upon this earth to blossom and to be a blessing in the garden of life. We are artists, all of us. All of us commissioned by the spirit of love, to shape life for shared tomorrows and for times that we shall never see. May it be so and amen.